in this episode of the Range Minded Podcast, we're going to talk a little bit about McDonald versus Chicago, which is an awesome pro to a ruling from the Supreme Court. We're going to go through that. We're going to learn some stuff, honestly, together that I didn't look up beforehand. We pull up on the internet and I get a little spicy. Well, and then you know how I get sometimes. I just have to monologue, right? Monologue. Anyway, hope you enjoy this episode of the Range Minded Podcast. Episode, was it 206? Man, we're on episode 206 already. Anyways, hope you enjoy. What's happening? This is Steve with the Range Minded Podcast. I just got to clean off my desk here. I've been messing with my mixer. I screwed it up somehow. The sound was pretty awful, and I pushed the buttons and turned dials and made a mess of everything, and I had to start basically from scratch. And so the last 15 minutes, I've been trying to get it dialed back in to where I actually sound like I kind of know what I'm doing, which we already know. I probably don't know that much, but what are you going to do? What are you going to do? So this, tonight, we're going to be talking a little bit about, that's still probably a little bit high, sorry. We're going to be talking about uh, McDonald versus Chicago. Now, I'm not talking about McDonald's like we're going to go eat to McDonald's. Um, we're talking about, uh, oh, sorry, my computer's wigging out now too. Man, I'm having one score of a night, you know that? Do you guys, do you guys reel that? Okay. There we go. I think I got it now. I think. Let's hope so. All right, back to McDonald's versus McDonald versus Chicago. So this was before Heller in the city of Chicago and in another city, uh, a suburb of Chicago. Oh, better look it up here because I have it printed off. Out of the way, Magic Donkey. Um, Oak Park, which is a suburb of Chicago. So they had had uh, some city ordinances or city laws about uh, possessing firearms inside your home. and Or or at least owning and possessing a gun for self-defense outside of your home. Let's put it that way. <clears throat> so Chicago and, and Oak Park said, no, you can't. It's not covered under the Second Amendment. The city... Their ordinances and laws supersede everything else because it's a state's rights issue. So they had fought this through, you know, various levels of the district courts, um, and they had lost along the way. In the meantime, D.C. versus Heller, which we've talked about before, um, Scalia and Roberts and, and um, Thomas came out with an amazing ruling on Heller, right, which changed the landscape of firearm ownership, firearm rights across the country. So the day that, that Heller was announced, the decision was announced, um, McDonald and some other Chicago or Illinois residents filed a, f a federal lawsuit against the state, and so did the NRA and some other groups. So they were getting bombarded by all these new new lawsuits that eventually made their way to the Supreme Court. It took about two years for McDonald, um, from the time of Heller, to, to meet the Supreme Court. So what does all this have to do with our rights? Well, they really dove in. Scalia, who wrote um, the opinion on this, um, he, he dove in on the Second Amendment and the 14th Amendment because, like I said, 
the state said, hey, this is a state's rights issue. It does not count. We're being safe. We're trying to reduce gun violence. You know the spiel, right? Um, and, and they really broke it down uh, as far as what the Constitution says, what the Second Amendment says, what the Fourteenth Amendment says, and what uh, what the contemporary understanding of that the time of the Declaration of Independence or the Bill of Rights was ratified, I should say, what the people then understood. And that is a key component, especially now. What was understood when the Constitution was ratified, when the Bill of Rights was ratified, that the, the public, what was their understanding of what these words meant? And Scalia like did a deep dive uh, in his opinion on this. I'm not going to read it all. It is incredibly long. So we're just going to do a quick summary of it. Um, and why is it important to us now? So, and this is all my opinion, right? As far as why it's important to us now, you can take my opinion for the grain of salt. What I want you to do is your homework. I want you guys to uh, to actually do some homework. Look up McDonald versus Chicago. Look up D.C. versus Heller. Look up all these Supreme Court cases, which we've been talking about over the last few months, and understand your rights that are being explained by the Supreme Court and why they're being upheld and why they're so important to firearms owners. Again, we said this before. We need to understand where we've been so we know what, what direction we're going now and what our, um, what our options are to retain our rights, specifically the right to keep and bear arms. Okay? You already know what the Second Amendment says. We're not going to read that again. Um, if you don't know what the Second Amendment says, look it up. And for heaven's sake, please get some contemporary information, some contemporary documents. Look up Blackstone's, excuse me, Blackstone's commentaries, the Federalist Papers, honestly, a bunch of the other states that, uh, that had their constitutions written during the same period of time, and what their state laws or state constitutions say about the right to keep and bear arms and the purpose because there are many Scalia actually referenced some of these things so here we are Mr. Otis McDonald um, in the first commentary that I was reading I don't know why they had to say he was African American like race has nothing to do with it it gun control does have something to do with race we, we can talk about that later but in the commentary, who cares what race he is? He's an American citizen fighting for his right for self-defense, for self-preservation, which is a fundamental right. Okay? Don't get hung up on what color people are. It doesn't matter. We're citizens. We're all brothers and sisters united under the flag. Well, it's not the flag that gives us liberty, right? Um, but it is a symbol of freedom. The Constitution is amazing. It's an amazing document. You need to understand why we have it and what it says. Let's just put it that way. All right, so in Scalia's immense opinion, I found a couple of sentences that I want to read verbatim because my interpretation or, or my point of view on these will not do it justice. After many, many paragraphs of talking about why the 14th Amendment and why the Second Amendment is covered under the 14th Amendment, 
or guaranteed, I guess you could say. And and uh, anyway, we we get to these couple of paragraphs. Like I said, I want to read these to you so you understand what uh, Scalia's point of view is and and how he got there. Okay. Evidence from the period immediately following the ratification of the 14th Amendment only confirms that the right to keep and bear arms was considered fundamental. Okay, we just talked about this. In 1868, in an 1868 speech addressing the disarmament of freedom, Representative Stevens emphasized the necessity of the right, uh, of the right, disarm, let's see, man, I can't read, right? Disarm a community and you rob them of the means of defending life. Take away their weapons of defense, and you take away the inalienable right of defending liberty. The 14th Amendment, now so happily adopted, settles the question. And debating civil, the Civil Rights Acts of 18, 1871, Congress routinely referred to the right to keep and bear arms as decreed in the in, as decreed the continued disarmament of blacks in the South. And then it goes through Holbrook, another case. Finally, legal, legal commentators from the period emphasize the fundamental nature of the right. And then he says, example, C.T. Farr, Manual of the Constitution of the United States of America. And that was published in 1867. Um, Pomeroy, An Introduction of the Constitutional Law of the United States, which is another reference book we could look into, but we're not going to tonight. The right to keep and bear arms was also widely protected by state constitutions at the time when the 14th Amendment was ratified. In 1868, 22 of the 37 states in the Union had, a, had state constitutional provisions explicitly protecting the right to keep and bear arms. Uh, individual rights under state constitutions when the 14th Amendment was ratified in 1868. What rights are deeply rooted in American history and tradition? Quite a few of these state constitutional guarantees moreover, explicitly protected the right to keep and bear arms as an individual right to self-defense. Um, there's a bunch of references that we're not going to read. Let's see. What is more, state constitutions adopted during the Re Reconstruction era by former Confederate states included the right to keep and bear arms. A clear majority of states in 1868 therefore recognized the right to keep and bear arms as being among, uh, being among the fundamental rights necessary to our system of government. In sum, it is clear that the framers and ratifiers of the 14th Amendment can, uh, counted the right to keep and bear arms among those fundamental rights necessary to our system of ordered liberty. All right. That's why I picked those three paragraphs. Uh because Scalia lays it out. Your right to defend yourself, your right to keep and bear arms, not being part of a federal or state militia, your individual right to keep and bear arms was granted under the Constitution and into the Bill of Rights and is covered under the 14th Amendment as a fundamental individual right not a collective right, not a collective privilege like what they're trying to tell us now and they think they can take our rights away. No. It is a fundamental individual right. Why is it important that you understand this? It's easy to see. Look at what's going on 
everywhere. Even in Chicago, man. Chicago's been handed their lunch more than one time. But they keep saying, no, we got to take the guns off the street. No, it's too violent. And they use these, well, what a, if we can save one child, it would be worth it. How about you enforce the 20,000 firearm laws that exist in this country at the state, city, state, and federal level? There's over 20,000 firearms laws. How about we execute those laws, we punish the lawbreakers, we put evil people in prisons, and if they've murdered, we don't let them out unless it's in a box. Our rights have been continually both under attack and consistently proven as fundamental. Please look up McDonald versus uh, Chicago. Read through all the opinions. I know it's a lot of reading, and I'm not an eloquent, eloquent reader, so you don't want me to read them to you. Because you won't go to sleep because you'll be annoyed. Right? That's why I can't read my kids' bedtime stories. I have to make stories up. Please, understand your rights. Understand where they came from. Understand that the Second Amendment has zero to do with hunting. Zero. And has everything to do with your right to protect yourself and your family against any enemy. Okay? The Constitution does not limit our rights. It limits congressional and governmental powers. It's a limitation of the government, not a restriction of the citizens. And our kids aren't learning that, just so you know. If you got kids in, in high school right now, there's not a lot that they're learning about the Constitution, unless you have an awesome private school or you're homeschooling your kids. Okay? We're not going to get into schooling. That's not what this podcast is about. But what we are about is being good stewards of the Second Amendment. And if we're good stewards of the Second Amendment, we're stewards of the Constitution, and we understand it. I need to be better at the Constitution. Uh, I remember learning stuff about the Constitution, and it went in one ear and out the other because, oh, it's so old, it's boring. You know, as you're a kid, I get it. But don't keep that mentality as an adult because we have to teach our kids or we have to teach other grown-ups about the Constitution. It's craziness. It's absolute craziness what's going on in the world. <clears throat> so, when we talk about these laws, or sorry, these rulings, they're not laws. When we talk about these rulings from the Supreme Court, it's important that we understand them. There's more coming down the pipeline, right? Um, it sounds like pretty soon there's going to be the pistol brace thing is going to be presented in front of the Supreme Court. I don't know when. It could be months away. It could be years away. I don't know. But I just know that I've seen little rumblings about it that it's going to be presented in front of the Supreme Court. Hopefully the Supreme Court stays under its current makeup and, and we see some traction on this. I honestly believe... Because how crazy the ATF has been, 
under the direction of the current administration in the White House. I honestly believe that the, the NFA and and uh, the Nation, yeah, National Firearms Act and what was the other one? GCA, the Gun Control Act. I think they could be in jeopardy. I really, really do. Steve, you're crazy. You're cra- how how can those things? They've been part of the part of the American psyche for years, right? Since the '40s. That's why I think they're in jeopardy because they're no longer relevant. Because we see Heller and Bruin and others like that, McDonald and Caetano. All of these huge puzzle pieces. Bruin was a huge win for the gun community. And so was that EPA ruling where, you know, agencies cannot make law. Congress has to make law. And they had to slap the, the, um, the EPA's hands and say, stay out of it. All these things are a benefit to the gun owner. Now, I know you're going to get on Twitter and you're going to see that hog kid talk about how guns kill more people, whatever. Whatever. They spew out nonsense. And then they remove pure data off the internet to try and dissuade our arguments. Firearms are used thousands of times a day in defense of life. The CDC did a study somewhere. I have a copy of that. On, on a stick drive somewhere because I kept all this information. I hope, anyways. I'm pretty sure I did. The CDC did a study trying to prove that that was wrong. John Lott did a, a huge study on it. Actually, I guess CDC did it first, and John Lott's like, that can't be right. And he found like more uses of defensive gun use. Thousands of times a day. Three, four million, was it? On the high end, it was like 3 million times annually. But they don't want you to know that. All they want to say is, is 2023, we've had whatever. Let's, in fact, let's look it up. As of today, the date is the 23rd of February. Let's look up how many mass shootings... In 2023. Mm, Sorry for my typing. Let's just see what they say. Mass shootings in 2023. There have been 71 mass shootings this year, according to USA Today. Okay. 71. That sounds like a crazy number. What is the definition... Typing one hand. Definition of a mass shooting. Oh, look, it's the very first one that pulls up. A mass shooting, this is according to Wikipedia, so you know it's got to be got to be accurate. A mass shooting is a crime which an attack kills and injures multiple individuals simultaneously using a firearm. Uh, let's see doesn't give me a number. What is the definition of a mass shooting? Well, that was in two, that was last year. Let's see. Okay. Here's from Encyclopedia 
Britannica. Let's see. Oh. Wow, they've changed the definition again since uh, I've read it. Holy cow. No wonder we're seeing so many mass shootings. According to Britannica. <laughs> excuse me. Mass shootings, also called active shooter incident, as defined in the United States by the FBI, an event on which one or more individuals are actively, actively engaged in killing or attempting to kill people. Let's see. In 2005, excuse me, 2012, it was three or more killed in an incident. Now, it's when one person is somewhere in a crowd and shoots a gun in a violent manner. Let me read that again. So maybe I didn't understand that right. Excuse me, I've had a stuffy nose the last like two weeks. A mass shooting, also called an active shooter incident, is defined as defined by the U.S. Federal Bureau of Investigation, an event in which one or more individuals are actively engaging in killing or attempting to kill people in a populated area. Now you wonder why we have 75 mass shooting events. What are they putting into that calculation? That means every gang shooting in the United States is technically a mass shooting. Do you think they're padding their argument a little bit? Well, I'm glad I looked that up with you guys because it used to be when four or more people are injured or killed. Now it's in a populated area. Interesting, isn't it? Interesting. Knowledge is power, friends. Knowledge is power. Knowing and understanding how statistics work in firearms industry or not no, strike that whole that whole comment is just stupid. Strike that whole thing. Understanding how they use the numbers to manipulate information. Is important. Understanding how they extrapolate the numbers to make their argument seem stronger because they have no case. When you manipulate on um, how you can, what you consider is a mass shooting, as any person in a populated area discharging a firearm. With the intent to do harm. I'm sorry. There's a reason why 2023 has more mass shootings than any other year. It's because they're putting in everything they can consider. Anything. Anything. To make you feel scared. And to turn in your firearms. It's a lie. That just boiled my butter right there. Holy cow. Holy cow. It's unbelievable. Unbe-bloody-leavable. What was that noise? It must be the puppies. I don't know if you heard that or not. Whew. 
it's time to calm down a little bit. Time to calm down. Please do your research. Look, look what we just learned together. Don't be scared to get on there and, and understand how they're making their arguments. It's okay to look at, at the negative side of things to see how their brain works. It's okay. But understand, every time an article comes on about a mass shooting, that we're being manipulated. If it saves just one child. They don't care about the children that are dying in inner cities in gang violence. They don't care. If Chicago cared about all the the inner city violence, they wouldn't be taking guns away from innocent people. Taking guns off the street isn't going to help because the bad guys are going to get them. They already have them. And they're going to find ways to get them. And punishing law-abiding citizens, like Mr. McDonald's case here, where they tried to take his right away from him, his, his personal protection plan, if you want to say it that way. They try to take it from him and say, no, you can't have a gun. You can't. It's, it's scary and dangerous, and you, you, you don't know how to use it. You can't have it. That's the same thing all of us are being told every time there's some kind of a shooting event, a, a, a mass murder. Yeah, I get passionate about this stuff because I'm sick and tired of you guys being lied to. I'm tired of it. They manipulate the statistics in a way that proves them right, right? And don't even try to tell me I don't know what it's like and I don't understand. There was a shooting at my kid's school. And I can tell you, I've never felt so helpless in my life when I couldn't get a hold of my kids. So don't tell me I don't understand what it's like. David Hogg, don't you effing tell me I don't know what it's like. My child still lives in fear. There are kids in their school, so it happened in the middle school, the middle school and high school, are just, you know, like 100 yards apart. So my two kids that were in high school, they got locked down. My son, who is now graduated, but he was it was his senior year, I have no doubt he could have defended himself and those in his classroom because he's my kid. He has a brain. But my daughters haven't had the luxury of me being brutal. And they were scared for their life. So don't you freaking tell me I don't understand. And it's lies like the 73 mass shootings so far this year that piss me off. Do some research. Arm yourself with knowledge. Understand 
why they lie to you all the time. There's got to be a reason why they're continually lying to us. Use your brain. Don't be a duck that stands in the row like the rest of the sheep. I guess they're sheep, not ducks. I can't. I, I can't just follow along with the crowd. That is not in my nature. I have to question everything. Everything. I've said it before, but I'm going to share this quote again. It takes me a second to find it, so hold on. It's going to take me a second. Uh, oh boy, I should have I should have looked this up before. It just came to my mind, and I want to make sure I get it right, not screw it up. So that's why I'm looking it up. That's what it is. Question with boldness. This is such a great quote. It's by Thomas Jefferson. You guys ready for a truth a truth bomb? Question with boldness, even the existence of God, because there, if there be one, he must more approve of the homage of reason than the blindfolded fear. Question everything. Now you think, Steve, you believe in God. Why would you question him? Because that's where your faith comes from. Put it to the test so you can receive an experience and you know, yep, there's absolutely a God. Oh man, there's actually more to that quote. Found an extended version. Ready? Question with boldness, even the existence of God. Because if there be one, he must more approve of the homage of reason than that of blindfolded fear. Do not be frightened from this inquiry from, from any fear of its consequence. If it ends in the bel in belief that there is no God, you will find incitements of virtue. In the comfort of pleasantness, you will feel in its existence exercise sorry you will find in incitements to virtue in the in the comfort and the pleasantness you feel in its exercise question everything as you learn as you do research as you dig into all these rulings Maybe you don't like my voice. Maybe you don't like my opinion. That's fine. But hopefully I encourage you to be like, that dude's absolute full of shit. I got to look this up. Don't believe me. But just go look it up. You won't be able to find the CDC stuff anymore. That's gone. It's scrubbed. I don't know. I haven't looked. Maybe they put it back up, but I doubt it. Look up unified crime reports. Look up the FBI statistics on stuff. You're going to find that more people die by hammers and fists than by firearms. That 0.02% of all gun fatalities are with rifles of any kind. Of any kind, not AR-15s. 
of rifles of any kind. So that means any kind of death that is caused by an AR-15 is so minute it doesn't even matter. Yes, I understand people get shot every day. I do understand that, and it's tragic. Any loss of life by violence is awful. But you know what's doing it? Not the hammers, not the knives, not the guns. It's the murderer that's doing it. It's the violent intent of the individual that uses whatever tool at his disposal. Do you guys remember Timothy McVeigh? He blew up a whole giant government building in Oklahoma with a truck full of fertilizer. It has nothing to do with a tool. It is the tool using it. Now, we can choose to be what kind of individual we want to be. We can be the individual that understands violence but doesn't use it unless in defense. Or we can be the individual that hates and hunts. Not, you know what I mean, not hunting deer. But is carnal and awful and evil and wants to hurt other people. But to balance that out, there has to be good people, good men and women, with honest hearts and an understanding and a knowledge, not just of firearms use, but of peace. And there has to be a balance in everything, right? You have to know violence and know how awful it is to not want to use it. It's the coward that has to use violence to express himself. It's a coward. Don't be a coward. I, I don't know if you read the Bible or not. I've been trying to. I haven't been very good at it lately. But even the, even the Savior himself said, be the shining light on the hill, right? In the Sermon on the Mount. You guys remember that? Be somebody that somebody be somebody that other people seek to that can see in darkness. They can see your light. I think it's absolutely okay to be an absolute savage. Well, to understand how to be a savage. To understand violence in a way that nobody will want to mess with you. But in order to be a good human, you have to harness that beast and never let it out unless it needs to be out. It's okay. I'm not going to go what I just I just about said something. I'm not going to go there because we're going to get in a whole other argument and maybe I'll have to go a whole nother rabbit hole and it'll just be a nightmare. I know this whole podcast was supposed to be about McDonald, right? McDonald versus Chicago. Please read it. Please look it up. Look up the opinions, both the 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 for and against, what are they called? Dissent, dissenting and concurrence. That's the other word. Look them up. Understand them. Understand what they say. 
the next one we're going to be talking about the next podcast, a couple podcasts down the pike, is uh, going to be Caetano, Caetano versus uh, Massachusetts. And that is actually another interesting case. See that? More papers. We learned a lot of things about about self-defense in Caetano. Okay? Listen, don't take my word for it. I already said that. Don't take my word for it. Do your own research. Get training. Whether that be first aid training, firearms training, understand handgun, rifle, shotgun. Understand this stuff. Get training. If you don't know you want to take that route, understand other means of defense. Take some kind of a martial art. I love jujitsu. Now, I haven't been on the mats in very long. It's been way too long. I love jujitsu. But jujitsu is not meant to beat up a bunch of people. That's not what it's for. Understand how to use a cane. Understand how to use a knife or whatever. Sticks. Sticks are a ton of fun, too. If you need a good edge weapon seminar, look up my very good friend, Adam Boyce, Spartan Mode. Look him up. Take one of his seminars. That is just scratching the surface of defensive knife use. Just scratches the surface. You don't want to do that either? Start understanding the Constitution. There's some amazing resources for that. Man, excuse me. Even my belly wants to get on a rant. Don't be complacent. Don't be the sheep. Don't just believe everything you hear on YouTube, on Facebook, on Instagram, whatever, in the news. Don't don't just say, oh man, we're screwed. We're not screwed. We have tons of Supreme Court rulings to show that we're not screwed. Be of good cheer. It's not going to be an easy road for gun owners. I'm not going to pretend and sugarcoat it. Hey, this NFA is going to get over and it's going to be awesome. I'm not going to say that. What I said is it has a possibility for being overturned. It's in jeopardy is what I said, right? There's a possibility there. may not happen. I don't know. I wish I had a crystal ball. I'd be way better off than I am right now. Don't fear. Don't. Just be prepared for the worst and expect the best. Be a good person. Get trained. Please. It's not just a a moniker or whatever you want to say. Take somebody shooting. Please. Take somebody shooting. Find somebody that's a little apprehensive, that wants to go, that maybe, you know, might be a little scared. Take them to the range. Let them experience how amazing the Second Amendment is. Take a class with them. Take a class with your spouse, with your boyfriend or your girlfriend or whatever, with one of your kids. We need more stewards of the Second Amendment. I know you guys are trying to do your best. Just do a little more. If you can afford to 
to volunteer some money to some of the big national gun rights groups. I'm a little apprehensive with the NRA. Uh, I, I, we're not going to talk about the NRA, but there's other amazing groups out there that are fighting for your rights. They're fighting for it. If you can even donate a buck, uh, donate a buck. Every little bit helps. You guys are awesome. Thanks for hanging out with me tonight. I appreciate you guys. We still have a goal to hit 100 new listeners every month this year. In order to do that, I need your help. We need your help. Nick's still part of the show. We need your help. If you listen to us on iTunes or whatever platform you listen to us on, give us a review. If you see this on, on YouTube, or I'm going to try and get it on Rumble. I've still struggled with getting stuff on Rumble for some reason. Comment. Share. Because it's people like you that help my voice and others like me reach out. I know I'm not for everybody. I understand that, and I get it. My feelings don't get hurt. Hopefully there's something I said today or in some of our other shows that make you think, damn, it's awesome. Please give us a review. Share us with your friends. I really want to hit, again, we. Just because Nick isn't here physically with me. He's in Boise. Uh, we really want want our voices to get out there. and And we want your help. Please help us. Please. Okay? We want to hit that goal. Good things are always on its way. Remember, like, wintertime, right now it's cold and awful in southeast Idaho. But winter ends and spring begins. Catch that metaphor? Winter ends and spring begins. It's always... There's always something to look forward to. Anyways, guys, appreciate you. Be safe. Take somebody shooting. Later.